Jack's sitting ducks and geese better scurry. Hello. Hello, Marilyn. How are you today? Hi, Dan. I'm fine. Uh, we got a concerned email I from know. a listener. I know we did. <laughs> a little bit of Howard Hughes action. Yeah. 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 But I approve of it. I, I like it. I think it's okay. Well, I'm the same way. So this listener wrote into, I, I, I was not aware of this. I'm aware of some bits in which I participate, but I was not aware of the bit where I apparently say hello with a question mark when you call. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Thank you. Yeah, it's a thing. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm not immune to that. I, I look forward to uh, all kinds of ritualistic things on podcasts. I think it's one of the things you look forward to. I, I look, look forward to Elliot Kalin making up a, a song about the letters. You know, on the flop house, I, I look forward to throwing my computer out the window when John Favreau says pod. Right. Same thing as you like know? when I, I will paint the uh, television screen black anytime Jude Law appears. Oh, friend of the pod. Mm-hmm. Jude Law. Mm-hmm. Huh. Is, he, is he the young Pope, Dan? Yes. I tried to get through an episode of that and it was tough. Seems like they're, ha- they're having fun, huh? Hey, they're doing something. Mm-hmm. Sorry I'm late. I, uh, I started to make a coffee and then I saw your face on my computer. So mm-hmm. I have half a coffee. <laughs> You mean you spilled it? It's my windscreen. Oh. Um, no, 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 uh, no. I was, uh, you know, doing a, I was doing a, uh, I was doing a hand drip. Whoa. So what they call it? What do they call that? I was doing a drip. I was doing a custom I don't, drip. I don't know how they do things up way up there. I got a bone to pick with the Melita company. I don't like to use this bully pulpit to, to beat up on uh, coffee, uh, filter cone dingus makers, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. They seem to have just discontinued their red plastic dingus for using a number four size. Oh, yeah. You know? Yes. So you got to buy their whole like pot thing or you can get it in like ceramic. I don't want ceramic. Don't email me. God bless you. I know that there are metal mesh ones. I know there are bespoke artisanal small batch ones. I just want the Melita, want the Melita classic red with a number four filter. I'm probably gonna have to buy one used. Can you imagine that? That is not okay. No, don't, mm. do not do, do not do that. Maybe I could 3d print one. I is suppose. that uh is that, is that considered what I'd be stealing their IP if I did that? Well, yeah. I, I mean, I think that was, that's the whole thing with those. Yeah. Take my money. Take my money, Melita. It's not a lot of money. What is it? What's the problem with the number four? They don't, you're saying they don't make them anymore. Hmm. No, you go to uh, you go to the Amazon, try to find it. Uh, you can get so they sell a. Here's the thing: if you're like me and you have a, a small private office and you want to make a cup of coffee, uh, you know, and you don't want to go through the whole uh, AeroPress thing. Let's say you're pressed for time. You got to talk to Dan Benjamin. His face shows up on your screen. In my case, <laughs> I like to have a red Melita thing. You put in a filter, you put in your coffee, you pour hot water over it, and now you got a coffee. It's really fast, it's really easy, it cleans up easy. If I cleaned up, which I don't. Um, that's a separate issue. Now, now for the longest time, since I've been in this uh, you know, cup at a time racket, I've used the Melita red plastic dingus, is the coffee industry term. Right. And you put in a number four filter, right? Uh, and I don't think they make that anymore, except except if you buy their their pot thing that I think maybe comes with a Melita for filter dingus. So now like, like an animal, I'm using a Melita one cup dingus with a number two filter in it. And I am not liking it. No, it just feels wrong. It's, it's, uh, it's unsatisfying to me. 
Because, you know, when it's like the whole serving size problem, I was discussing this recently with my daughter, the whole serving size issue. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I think that, I think when they say, you know, I'm talking about cone filter here. Sure. Of no, of course. Okay. That, that, that's a, a capital C and that rhymes with P and that stands for pool. It stands for pool right here in River City. Hey, you did a Music Man reference. Yeah, I love Music Man. Are you even kidding me? I watch it. I watch it. We've talked about it. The whole um, train scene and the... The train. He's a what? He's a what? Cone. Coffee. Four. Now, I think I need to check on this, but I think the four indicates how many cups of coffee it's supposed to make. Now, I don't know about you. And I know you, you quit drinking coffee for some reason. I had to. But, okay. I'm, I'm just here to tell you. You make a cup of coffee with a number four filter. That that is one mug of coffee for me. That ain't no four cups of coffee. The same the same your daddy's coffee we're talking about here. Yeah, that's a lot of um, that's a lot of coffee though. Is that <clears throat> one have... mug for you? That's one mug. Well, here's the thing. I put a lot of coffee in, and unless I see your face pop off the computer and I pull out short, <laughs> okay. Normally, hmm, <laughs> normally what I'll do is I'll do the, I'll take the red Melita plastic coffee dingus. I'll put in I'll put in a number four. This is when I'm at home, uh, and I'll do a number four. Now at work I do a number two because I'm putting a number two into a number one like an animal, and then I really fill that up with coffee. I put the hot water on, and I, I do it long enough to produce the amount of coffee that I want that's going to be extra strong. Because here's the thing, the longer you do that, this is not science. I think the longer you do that, the less strong the coffee will be. But that there's no way that that, that a four-cone four filtered dingus makes four cups of coffee. What planet are you from? I know. Am I right? I know. Who's coming up with this stuff? You park on the driveway? You drive on the parkway? <laughs> Who are the rocket scientists? It's been a big week. How are you doing? How are you doing, Dan? I'm all right. I'm all right. Are you all right? All right. Hmm. Pulled out short. And also, I didn't really let my water boil all the way. I'm very satisfied with my water heater. I have a, uh, I have, we've talked about this before. I have a Cuisinart. 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 Shadrach. Cuisinart. Shadrach Meshach Abednego. I have a Cuisinart uh, Keurig. Cuisinart Keurig. Oh, yeah. Cuisinart Keurig. Yeah, our, our, I, had a, I got a Keurig, Keurig a, a long Keurig. time ago. This was when uh, my boy was born. We got the first mm-hmm. one. You, you need that Keurig. Ten, nine, ten years ago. Does that and needle freak you out? Doesn't that little pointy needle freak you out? Are you used to it? I'm tempted to to touch it every time. I know. It's it's like Rumpelstiltskin or something. Yeah. I don't I don't like it. And, no, what uh, is that? What am I thinking of? Sleeping Beauty? What am I thinking of? Sleeping Beauty, she they took all the uh spinning things away. She took the spindles. Spindles away, and then she still managed to find the guy who sta- he stamps his leg and tears himself in two. <laughs> Rumpelstiltskin is his name. What's the mit- mitzel plick? Guy in DC, Muzzletov. I think you're thinking of the uh, is that the elf on the shelf. You got a mensch on a bench. Yeah. And so uh, the Cuisinart Keurig. I had some performance issues with my Keurig. My regular uh, one, the Cuisinart's been outstanding. Cuisinart's been good. Yeah, it's awfully it's awfully costly. And then you're you're in the little little plastic cup bracket. Are you, have you made your peace with that? Oh yeah, the, I don't. Well, I don't drink that coffee anymore. That's how I made my peace. Uh, see, that's good. What about your hue lights? Did you ever get your hue lights up? Nope, they're ready to ready to go though. I put a I put a button on my uh, on my iPhone now. You know, if to to if lets you make a button. So I made a button. I can turn off all my lights by hitting a button. I'm living in the future, Dan. That's awesome. It just I seems strange that. to me. It just seems strange to me because my entire introduction to the Melita red plastic coffee dingus, my entire introduction to this thing was with the classic four cup model. I would see that at my at my friends' uh, families' homes as far back as I want to say high school. I just I just think it's it, it's a shame. Oh, you know. Later on, I'll do some research and I'll, I'll let you know about this. 
It'll be fine. It'll be fine. So you gonna be all right. You need to lay down. I might need to. You know, I might need to lay. Down. I watched. I watched. A, I watched a lot of Brit Marling Entertainment last night, and it, it screwed me up bigly. Brit Marling. Brit Marling. She's the. Uh, she's the. Uh, that's Prairie. She's the away. Brit Marling. Oh right, that's right. She's great. Yeah. I haven't seen any of her other stuff, but I really like the away. There are people who are, get very upset at me when I talk about the OA and say that I liked it. They get very upset that I liked it, and they get very upset that I was not outraged at the final episode, which I thought was a great episode. Uh, I would not take that position personally, although... Uh, what, well, that first it was of great all, or that I'm, I was wrong to like it? All of them? I don't, mm, I don't know. I just wish I could get my coffee dingus. It's frustrating uh, that it's a show that has to think if there are other shows that people have watched this much of that they had such a very strong positive or negative reaction to. There were not that many people who watched all of the OA and went, meh, it was okay. I mean, maybe that's the the kind of the rounded result, but like people have pretty strong feelings about aspects of that show. So we're, um, we're going to talk about it on a, a, another program that I do. So I, I watched a bunch of them again last night and I watched her movie uh, Sound of My Voice. What did it sound like? No. Is she a singer? She's she does it all. It's it's interesting though, though Dan. It's very you. I don't I don't I don't know if I want to say I recommend it, but if you like if you like the OA and it sounds like you did, you should consider watching her film, Sound of My Voice. Sound of there's My no, Voice. There's no the. John tells me, it's Sound of My Voice, and it is thematically it came out. I want to say 2011 or so, and it is thematically, and. Can I just read the Wikipedia on it instead? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Don't read it out loud, though. Okay. But like, as with the OA, if you explain the OA, and I went back and I read the Wikipedia entry for the OA because I'm a crammer. I cram. (laughs) And so I was cramming and I read and as I and I watched the OA, I've watched I've seen it all the way through and I've seen several episodes a few times because because uh, my my lady was watching it. And uh, and I went back and I read the Wikipedia entry for it and the episode summaries. And I was like, this show I forgot how deeply, deeply bananas this show really is. Now, now for, I, I know I've asked you this. Did you watch The Leftovers? Uh, this is one of those shows where I tried to get into the first season. Oh, I could, really? I could not get into it. I, I, I loved Lost, and I know that one of the guys who did Lost did that. So yeah. I tried really hard to get into it. I didn't like the characters. I didn't like this. I think I watched the whole first season and I just really didn't like it. And then I this think this is interesting to me. Yeah. I couldn't get into it. And then at the very, I mean, I remember everything all the way until I think I watched the whole first season. And the second season had the, the, the cave cave person thing going on. Season two was good. And I liked the cave person thing. And then it went back to modern day. I'm like, man, yeah, that was going to be cave people. Mm. Then I was into that, and then and then I watched maybe a couple episodes of it. And I just, well, then for for two reasons, because it's it, always I, two, I hate all the actors. I hated the, the writing. Yeah, well, and, you know, it's got Doctor Who in it. That's what they call him, Doctor Who. Doctor mm. Who is in it. Um, the uh, and there's two reasons I will not recommend it. One reason is that you watched it, and the other reason is you didn't like it. So I'm not going to recommend it to you. Well, I, I don't mind the recommendation if you know, like I right. said, like I didn't like the first. You should episode watch the of, leftovers. It's really good. All right, I'll if, watch if it you haven't tonight. seen it, you might like it. Um, it's a, it's a complex media landscape these days, you know, there's a lot of options. There's a lot of choices. Maybe that's a lot the, of ins, a lot of outs. Yeah. 
see the dude the paradox of choice yeah he did mm. something he did something for uh john goodman's thing right oh it was really good you should yeah, i think you'd enjoy it it's a little short video and it's very very good no, i'm, I'm gonna say I, I, you know i you know uh do your own due diligence but but my my gut feeling is that jeff bridges is a really basically good human being yeah like he seems like not only does he seem like a basically good human being he seems like a guy who you not only would want to have a beer with but he would even consider maybe having a beer with you and he would be very gregarious that's my headcanon on jeff bridges he just seems like a nice guy he's a musician too he has a lot of uh cool music kind of chill he did a squarespace album about eyeballs and sleep remember <laughs> well yeah but before that was a weird one yeah it was kind of odd yeah i'd like to have been a on the wall for those meetings Ugh. am i wrong no but here so i think we can agree it's been a big week i think we can agree that melita needs, needs to get their act together mm-hmm. uh i'm out of cranberry kombucha here all i've got is my mystery meat kombuchas but i have three uh i have three canada dry seltzer waters half a coffee it's dark and we're wearing sunglasses <laughs> <laughs> are you on blues brothers now I hate Illinois Nazis. Uh, it's early. So we uh, did our greeting. Yeah, we did uh, that the right way. We got, I got, I got three, I got two littles and a, and a medium. Okay. I got, I got an interesting suggestion. Uh, so I want to talk about a piece of software briefly. I saw the movie Logan. Yes. Prepared to discuss in the absence of spoilers, which will probably not make much of a discussion. Okay. Unless we have a spoiler slot at the end, but but people don't like that. No, we could do that. Yeah, don't even need a reason. And then I I, I wanted to talk about some feedback from uh, listener Jackson. And did you see we we gave him a little two man show right there in the email? Yeah, no, uh, he seemed to enjoy that, and he seemed to be very um, <laughs> very. I don't want every no. Listen, don't everybody do that because we're not going to do this show every day. <laughs> But sometimes when you write to Dan and me, sometimes I'm not encouraging. Please don't email us. But if you do email us, sometimes we will we will do a bit for you. But don't don't definitely do not email us. Yeah, don't email. If you happen to be emailing already, then it's fine. Don't, but don't 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 be happening to do that. Yeah, yeah. Save it for your blog. <laughs> I just found out a guy that had his his he had sent me a photo of himself years ago, years ago, probably ten years ago, when I complained that he that I had no photo for him in my contacts i like to see when someone messages me or when they call i like to see their little face in there oh yeah right 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 and it's easy enough to say you know to type merlin man into google and you'll find a lot of options to use and so i find different ones i swap them out periodically so you know i have a different different merlin look going and but this guy had no real online presence and when he was on social media he didn't have his photo on there so he sent me this photo of himself he's a handsome handsome man with glasses Mm-hmm. And uh, then the other day he was down in uh, Orlando visiting Disney World and he sent me a photo of him with uh, Chewbacca. Oh, wow. And I said, where, where are your glasses, dude? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, where are your glasses? What are you, did you get laser or something? He's like, oh, no, I don't wear glasses anymore. I said, well, this picture I've been looking at you of 10 years still has you with the glasses. And he said, no, 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 those are just a fix of vision tracking problem I had. But he that, never. That, that, I mean, that seems. I don't know this man, but that seems a little dishonest, Dan. You got an impression of him based on being a glasses wearer, right? He was like, I think of you as a glasses wearer, right? I think right. of John as a glasses wearer. Well, John doesn't have eyebrows; he needs glasses. 
<laughs> is that, is uh, that true? Face, uh, yeah, otherwise his face just slides into his beard. Oh my gosh, weird. now I have to see this. Oh no, you John without glasses is a, is a hell of a thing. Really? Yeah, you, I mean like, you know, there's that, I don't know there should be a name for this, but my dad was like this. My late father, we're like, you see somebody with glasses, without glasses, and you're like, it's almost like a Superman situation. You're like, who is this person? John looks really different without glasses. He looks pretty bewildered, to be honest. Really? Yeah. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, uh, after my, my parents had got divorced, so I must have been like seven or 10 or somewhere in that space. Um, I was staying with my dad for a bit, and uh, the woman that he was uh, living with, she went out, and he says, I'm going I'm to play a trick on her i'm gonna shave my beard he had a, a monster of a beard he ne- i never had seen him without a mustache ever but he would go because this was the 70s so mustaches were i guess a loud and oh they were table stakes he yeah. had to have a porn mustache and he would go back and forth in my life but but she had never seen him without the beard so one day she went out i guess she went you know grocery shopping whatever whatever people do mm-hmm. and he in the interim shaved the beard left the mustache or shaved the beard off and uh and he says okay you know when she comes back you just chill out here and i'll I'll come out and we'll we'll surprise her and i said okay and so i'm just sitting there she comes back in i'm like hey she's like hey where's your dad i'm like oh he's here and he did the thing in the movies like where you like someone opens the fridge and you like stand behind the fridge and then when they close it like you're right there you're right there oh they call it jump scare jump scare yeah, and uh, he he stood there, and she looked at him, and she screamed because oh, she didn't no. even recognize him at all. <gasps> no. He looked like a completely. So I understand what you're saying about John without the the glasses, like how you can look totally different without them. Oh, unbelievable! Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. What were, what were we talking about? John without glasses. John without glasses. Yeah, I looked on Amazon. Okay, so. <sighs> What I've got is the pour over coffee brewer, one cup brewing cone. What a blight. Oh, they sell lots of number four filters. Don't worry about that. Now, here you can get the Melita coffee maker, six cup pour over brewer with glass carafe. Carafe? A carafe. So if I do that, now if I do that, I'm in the number six filter business. I've never been in the number six filter business. So according to Amazon, the algorithm's going to get you. According to, to Amazon, people. The frequently bought together, people buy the Melita coffee maker, six cup pour over brewer with glass carafe, one count, plus a packet of number six coffee filters, plus a packet of number six coffee filters. Okay. They frequently buy those together. Okay. Maybe, maybe they, maybe people make a lot of errors. You know, I used to leave notes on coffee filters. That's the thing I would do. On the filter itself? Well, yeah, but then you wouldn't put it in the coffee maker. Oh, you Number used six. it like a like a sticky note, like a three M, uh... like a three M. Yeah. Now, now this is now this is very interesting. The the Melita coffee maker six cup pour over brewer with gra- glass carafe, one count. Yeah, you know how much that costs? How much? Nine nine dollars and sixty eight cents for a that, one. That seems like a pretty good. It's a one count. That seems like a pretty good deal. A one, you're getting one. But for, for no, you for nine dollars and sixty eight cents, you get the cone, the plastic dingus cone. Oh yeah, with a glass carafe. It's available <laughs> yeah, on Prime. That seems Prime. like a good deal. It's like when now, you buy a printer and when it runs out of toner, you just throw it out. Just throw it out. Throw it out the window. Uh-huh. 
I'm going to go ahead and add that to my card. Now, here's the other thing. You know, you can do the subscribe and save. Are you aware of this? Yes. You go somewhere. Like you say, say you're going to get some powders. And you go and you see, here's some powders. I want to buy these powders. They say, would you like to subscribe and save? Right? And, and then, like, you know, on a periodic basis, you get a discount because they ship it to you automatically. The Melita Coffee Maker 6-Cup Pour-Over Brewer with Glass Carafe 1 Count <laughs> is available under subscribe and save. So you you really should throw them out after a little while. Well, I see, I now like an idiot, I went and ticked off what they call one-time purchase for a prime-free same-day delivery, $10.19 out the door, or I can get it for $9.68 if I'm willing to subscribe. <laughs> okay, hang on, hold the phone, wait a minute, breaking news about the product. Now, I'm referring here to the Melita Coffee Maker 6-Cup Pour-Over Brewer with Glass Carafe, one count. Now, here's what they say in the bullets. This is in the, in the Fs and Bs, as you say. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Says here that uh, it says here that uh, it's a six cup brewing cone, but you know what it says in the, in the ultimate bullet, the final bullet. What uses number four size Melita cone shaped filters. So you get a, a six cup brewing cone in which you use a four cup filter. So first of all, B, my whole paradigm for how this thing works is completely banana pants. Apparently, I got this way wrong. Okay, A. Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, it, the, the frequently bought together seems super confusing because if people are buying two sets of coffee filters along with their Melita coffee maker six cup pour over brewer with glass carafe one count, you following me on this? Yeah, They're totally. Be I'm super with you. Confused. Yeah. And C, I think I might go ahead and get this. No, you've got to get it. Hmm. You think I should subscribe? And yeah, get say, one every get one every month. <laughs> why yeah. not that you know the interesting thing about that for me like that's exactly the kind of thing that walks right up to a line with my wife i think i mean right right up to a line like there's some stuff i do where she's like no like you know uh no you cannot take her to logan or no you cannot show her the hunger games or what have you and there's other stuff over here like wow well, you sure do lay down and look at your ipad a lot there's some stuff she puts up with i think if i had a Melita coffee maker, six cup pour over brewer with glass carafe, one count delivered to my house every month. Mm-hmm. I think she'd have some questions. Like, especially you get to month four or month five, because I'm not going to, I got Dan, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I'm going to blow through this thing in a month. I think I could easily get six months of use out of this. You get four of the four or five of those stacked up. I think she's going to have some questions. What's mm-hmm. with the carafes? Mm-hmm. And, and what, what, what is, what's happening with these filters? You brew coffee at the perfect temperature and regulate the flow of water with optimal turbulence of coffee grounds. For ideal coffee extraction. So you didn't take her to see Logan? Dan. Dan, Dan, Dan. We shouldn't even talk. We should talk about this off air. What were you thinking? It was fine. He loved it. Uh, Oh, my. uh, There's no sex in it. It's fine. uh, Oh, the uh, F word. He he curses like a sailor. He curses more than me. He picks it up from school. There was a lot of F. Yeah, and a lot of that. He knows not. He knows not to use that around women. Those are inside words. Yeah, yeah. Mixed company and all that. You you didn't find it a little bit violent for a nine year old? If it's violent, but no more violent than in the rest of the stuff that he. See, you should see the these zombie video games that he finds and plays. You're you're helping him prepare for real life. And you know, I'm not going to send him out in the into event the, that a child is shot at and handcuffed, and then somebody gets part of their their head blown off. But the kid That's, was fine. You know, he should be ready for that. He the kid was fine. Yeah, shame on me. I liked it a lot. It was a great movie. 
Yeah. I mean, it's um, I, I, when I was watching it, I'm like, this is very, just, very good. Just like what being middle aged is like. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. No, I see why you say that. I, I didn't take that away from it. It was it was funny, though, because all through it, I was I, I didn't know anything too much about what happens in it, except what everybody knows, which is that it's a telling of old man Logan. Logan's very old. And I knew it had something to do with the introduction of X-23. Right. Which I love from the comics. And that little girl was amazing. So good. Oh, my God. She was uh, her kicking somebody's butt and screaming (laughs) while she flips through the air is one of my favorite things (laughs) in the world. So cool. So I didn't know. I'm not going to say anything, but like, you know, there's there are things to spoil in this movie. Oh, yeah. Well, we can spoil it. We can do a little after. after We'll do a spoiler slot. Yeah. Yeah, The uh, yeah. And the ending uh, I was saying to somebody on Twitter, like I've never seen the last 30 seconds are so impossibly corny. It's like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. Is this really what you're doing? This is so corny. And then she does what she did in the last 30 seconds. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hand to God. I'm sitting alone in a theater. Six people in the theater. I started crying. It's two in the afternoon. I'm crying. I know. I'm crying. I know. And I'm like, this is so corny. (laughs) That was a really weird way to end this. I know. I'm sitting there too, like a little little tear coming out. Oh, God. No, I was was like, huh, 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 a little bit. Oh, my God. And um, my boy looks over at me and he's like, after the credits come up, he's like, I almost cried there. I'm like, yeah, Yeah. almost. And I'm like, is there a napkin here? Mm. so that's a good movie i still haven't seen get out and i still don't want to be spoiled on that so oh I, you know and i want to add uh, subsequently we watched the apocalypse the x-men apocalypse apocalypse now yeah right Red and, apocalypse uh, now redux and it turns out wolverine is in that too yeah he's got at least a cameo in nine movies it was so good to see him in that all back to his normal self running toward the machine guns without blinking Ah. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to think about the old He's man. He's so good. Anymore. I saw him interviewed on a couple uh, late night talk shows on the YouTube, and uh, it's it's so it's interesting to keep in mind that his background is in like musical theater. So he was in a production. He was playing Curly in Oklahoma at the time. The Stooge. That there were, yeah, cur- Curly, Curly, the Stooge, Jackson, Ducks, and Geese, but Scurry. Popeye. I don't even. know. <laughs> my coffee's cold and not full i had to pull out i pulled out short this is this there's barely any coffee in this coffee oh my god i'm gonna get this melita they'll do it for same day delivery i think i'm gonna do it i'm not gonna subscribe though i'm not gonna subscribe i would save uh diddly 30 i would save something like 40 cents if I subscribe. do it Hold on. yeah i'm gonna go ahead and buy it um he was curly is the male lead in oklahoma he's the one who takes her out in a story with the fringe on top okay yeah. Yeah. Watch that fringe. See how it flutters when I drive them high step and strutters. Mm-hmm. Nosy pokes will peek through the shutters and their eyes will pop. Oh! <laughs> Dashboard's genuine leather with eyes and glass curtains you can pull right down in case there's a change in the weather. Never seen it. So, <laughs> never covered it live for years. Right. Uh, weird. What? So, he was in musical theater. He's Australian. He recently had, had, he had cancer. He was on TV. He had, he had a nose cancer bandage. He had a special message about sunscreen. He, he seems like a really, again, he's not a Jeff Bridges level cool guy, but I, he seems like a really cool guy. But it is interesting to think about, like he's well known, I mean, obviously for Valjean, Jean Valjean, but we, we mainly know him as Wolverine when he mainly was a singing guy. That's interesting. Now, 
At the end of the day, you're another year older. How do you feel ultimately looking back on years of Wolverine? Are you okay with his height? <sighs> yeah, I would say yes. I am too. I made my peace. I made my peace. Okay, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say one thing about this movie, and, and I don't want to spoil this, but you know, here's one thing about that movie. Here's what you need to know about Wolverine in the comics. I know you know this, Dan. Hmm. As a man who, who almost threw out all of his amazing Spider-Man comics, you know, you know from Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Wolverine, 5'2". 300 pounds mm-hmm. because they had adamantium. Right. There were a variety of times in the movie I thought, I don't really buy that he weighs 300 pounds. It seems like they ignore what his weight would be and how he, how, how you know, like they don't, they're right about, they don't really show him swimming. Oh, interesting point. And right after he has the adamantium skeleton put into him in the uh, Wolverine Origins movie, which we watched again yesterday, he is escaping uh, the Project X place and there's like a waterfall and he jumps, he's naked. He jumps down the waterfall. They don't show him like swimming out. And um, my wife looked at me and she's like, well, if he's got that adamantium skeleton, how is he going to? get out of there is he just gonna walk out i'm like hey, yeah, good for her i'm like he's gonna walk out and she said yeah. well won't he drown and i said well no he can't drown she's like well, because of his healing but, I, said, I mean yeah. I, will, 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 you know will she will he will he sink right he would sink i would yeah. think at a, as 300 pounds yeah i mean there's not maybe enough he's, buoyancy. Maybe, he, maybe he's been given buoyancy well, not buoyancy you think he's got you think he's buoyant he's not buoyant he's not he's buoyant enough pounds you gotta have the right shape. I mean, a, a ship. Right most shape. big ships in the ocean barely weigh right. three hundred pounds, but they they float because of the shape. That's right. You don't see a skinny ship because it sink Mm-mm. right down. Sink right down. I'm gonna think on that. It's a good movie. Oh, oh man, you know, I would. I, I, I don't like the look. I just gotta say this. I don't like the look of the bone claws. Am I alone in this? Mm-hmm. Why are they all curvy like that? What bone? Oh, they're like uh, they're like uh, phalanges, right? Is that what it's called? They're like finger bony bones, kind of. Except they're you know they're yeah, but they're long, curly Q, wavy old bones. Why would they look like that? Well, I got a thought. I mean, on Please. why they're repulsive? No, it's kind of gross. No, I want to hear it. It's got a kind of canine penis vibe. Hello. It's got that kind of weird. Yes, as the caller there, it's got that kind of weird reticulated dog penis look. It's kind of like got that variegated kind of, kind of butt plucked finger look, and I think that's unappealing. Uh, I to, didn't know Americans. that a dog, what a dog had that going on down there. I've never had a dog. Oh, come on. You've never seen a dog with an erection? I might have, but not intentionally. And I would look away. It's, oh, you can't unsee it, Dan. You get a dog. The, the thing about a dog is like, it's not necessarily that they're, that they're looking to, uh, as you say, procreate. It could just be that they really want the ball. When a dog gets very, very excited, sometimes you get a little, a little uh-huh, pink guy uh-huh, down there. Uh-huh. And it ain't, sometimes it ain't so little. I'm looking at anyway, an image of you're, these... you're talking about you're talking about when you see him when he's young pre adamantium. Right. Yeah, right, right, right. And they they look hold on, I'm looking for a picture of these. Uh, I guess that looks like him. When did when did the big retcon Well, how can I put this? So so okay, when there's the Barry Windsor Smith uh comic that I think is the canonical <laughs> retconning of Wolverine. Right. But like when Wolverine came out, he was a little guy from Canada who was really strong and had gloves that shot out claws. And that was up into the 80s, I think. They didn't make, and forgive me, because this this is one of those wonderful topics where 
you are either so bored or so angry right now. There's, there's no middle ground on this. You're either bored or angry title <laughs> is that, is that for a long time he had those, he went back in the Brown, the kind of Brown and orange days. Yeah. And he would have those cool gloves with the little, uh, little, uh, things on it. Mm-hmm. And, and the notion was the claws were popping out of like a, like a glove. Right. Then I think the first retcon ish thing or, you know, just the first explanation thing was no, no, actually, and I think this was in the eighties was no, actually those are coming out of his arm. Right. Right. And they're adamantium, but the adamantium is not from a glove. It's from his arm. And then further, then you get the, am I getting this right? Then there was the big retcon where you get the alkali lake. This is how this actually went down. Mm-hmm. And that's the Barry Windsor Smith thing that is ooh, pretty grisly. You ever read that one? I think I have. It's well, you know, whenever you see Wolverine like running around naked in the woods and being all bloody and having like you know sticky pads on him, I think that's the from the Barry Windsor Smith comic. I'm gonna send you in the in in messages. Okay. A couple pictures of what I'm talking about here. That's not a, the first one's not the best one, but there's they do line up with kind of what they looked like in the comics. Oh, this is in when he goes to 1974 or yes, whatever. Yes, yes. Now here's, okay, sure. here's sure, somebody sure, sure. Who, has, who has bought a or made some kind of a prop. But you see what I'm talking about? That the, they, so mm. I was trying to think about what kind of animals have a bone claw. Most claws, I think, in the animal kingdom are made of uh, fingernail. fingernail, right. Like a, like a walrus. Like, like a, a walrus. Mm-hmm. That's a, you know what? That's a really good point. Bone. Huh. You get a bone tooth, and I've never seen a tooth look like these things. Mm -hmm. Bone claw. Now, George George Washington, his teeth weren't actually wooden. They were actually ivory. Is that correct? Were they? They were like made out of old pianos or something. Really? That's all you could get during the war. I think think that's true. I think that might be a double turns out. Yeah, you know, that's a really good point. Now, this movie. I just don't uh, understand why they'd be all weird like that. Yeah, see, now I'm going to think about this. I, I liked this movie. I like parts of it, but like, it's funny when I think about the last like four, five, however many years, oh, you sent me another one. I'm going to just send, I'm just got one more guy. Is that Umberto Ramos? No, no, I don't know who that is. Wow. Um, you got a large collection of images here. Oh, it's Google does this for me. Oh, it does it for you. I see. I store, Um, I store all my images in the Google search. Okay. Oh, okay. Whenever I want one, I type in what I'm looking for, and that's my picture. Comes up. Uh, here's the thing I'm going to say about this, uh, and this is not—I don't mean this as a slag. I'm trying to remember of the last, like everything since, like starting. I want to say with Iron Man three. I'm trying to think of like which MCU movies I loved while I was watching it and really stuck with me. Mm. Because there's a couple for the first one. But not a lot for the second one. Like I liked Ant Man while I was watching it, but yeah. I don't. I forget that the the pretty lady from Lost was in that. I forget that all the time. Kate, Kate, and I, I uh, and like I, I'm, I'll be reminded like, oh, there was this Avengers movie, and there's all these Vision. I love Vision, like in the comics, and you know, and you got Scarlet Witch, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. I'm trying to think like I liked, I liked, I liked the fighting in Civil War, but the movie didn't really stick to my ribs. I like, you know what I liked? I thought Winter Soldier was good. Winter Soldier stuck with me. But there have not been that many MCU movies that like I I, I don't think about Doctor Strange that often. I liked it while I was watching it. Yeah, we watched it since then, and uh and I like it, but there isn't 
there it's it tells you know i think that what's different is some of some of the i feel like the marvel movies that work the best are the ones that where they feel like they're exposing you to a universe that is very rich as opposed to ones that are telling a specific story right. in time and okay I, sorry let me amend guardians of the galaxy which which meets oh, your criteria guardians yes. of the galaxy totally i mean like i i was ready to watch that movie again the second it was done oh my gosh same with me whereas something like doctor strange like Okay, who's Doctor Strange? How'd he get here? That yeah. that's how we got here. Um I don't know. But with, with with Logan, the movie, I just left there feeling just kind of tired and bum- bummed. Yeah. And and there were a lot of people that But like, I'm glad I, we shouldn't say too much. We're what did you think? Well, can can we talk about the, the Deadpool trailer, the pre trailer? Yeah, I thought it was really I thought it was funny. I, I thought liked it was very it. funny. It's, it's yeah, I mean, for what it is, it's pretty dark. But yeah. I mean, for what it is, and you know, I, I, you could tell he was going to eat the ice cream. I mean, that's yeah, kind of obvious, no, no. but like, no, but I thought, I think he's very, very good in that role. I'm going to tell you something right now. I've said this before, but as I sit and I think about movies I have seen in the last 10 years that really stuck with me, I mean, the ones that always come up for me, I got to say some of them, uh, movies of Edgar Wright. So like, I'm just going to say, regardless of your feeling about comics, you might want to check out a movie called Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Now, if you are into the comics, you're probably going to get mad. I can't help you. But what I'm here to tell you is that like that Edgar Wright is such an assured filmmaker and is he's so he and his team are so visually gifted. I don't even like video games and I really like Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I think that might be one of the great superhero movies and it's got levels. It's got levels and layers. You can just watch it as a fun like smash them up movie. But there's so much going on in that movie. And I, I don't want to spoil any of it, but. You know, I just want to say to our audience, if you want to check out a, a really, really good kinetic movie, check out Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I'll put it in show notes. Nice. Dan, where would people find show notes for episode 315? 315. Go to 5x5.tv. B is in breakfast. 2 is in the number. W is in walrus. Slash 315. Show notes are there. Pi day. Pi day. Pi day. Mm-hmm. Seems like a weird thing to be very into, especially if you're into math. Like if you're not into math, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, I, I like math. I saw a documentary. But like if you're really into math, wouldn't that kind of make you mad that they're trying to make pi into a day? Because it doesn't really map. You can't really map the concept of pi to a date. Well, just I think it's a celebration. <clears throat> I think it's a celebration of, 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 uh, of math of a in general. a mathematical constant? No, yeah. of math in general, because you don't, there math isn't like in an international math day. I heard on Garrison Keillor this morning, uh, I believe today is the birthday of... Is that uh, on the Mr. bone? It's on the bone. 107.7, the bone. Bone classics from the bone yard. Mm-mm. It was on uh, <laughs> the lovely and gentle writer's almanac that they play right before Fresh Air on KALW, uh, uh, 9 a.m. Pacific time on weekdays. And uh, uh, writer's almanac is a lovely daily show uh, about writing, about like what happened on this date in the past. And uh, then uh, Garrison Keillor reads a poem, and it's really nice. Lovely. But uh, I'm pretty sure today, according to Garrison Keillor anyway, who's never wrong, I'm pretty sure today is the birth- birthday of uh, Mr. Albert Einstein. Oh. Yeah. I don't, I don't really have a, I don't have a bit for this. Happy birthday. Bok, bok. Dan, before we get into the, as you say, meat of the show, uh-huh. <laughs> further exploration of dog penis bone claws. Yes. One of my favorite Captain Beefheart tracks. Uh, <laughs> would you want to tell? <laughs> so that's the problem. Yes. 
is that if you're, you know, if you're trying to uh, impersonate anybody uh-huh. who has been influenced by Lightning Hopkins, you're going to get a little bit of Tom Wolf in there. Dan, did you want to tell me about something that you like? I would love to tell you about our uh, our very first sponsor. You know what? They're back. It's Eero. Eero. Wow, really? They're back? Yeah, they're back. They loved it so much they wanted to come back and get more. Damn, son. Well, I'll tell you what. They're a good, they're a good company. Uh, you know, here at this, uh, this facility that I'm in, listeners won't know this because we'll shield them from it, but we just had, the internet just dropped. You're, you know what? I'm not going to say that their Eero is guaranteeing that you'll never have an internet drop, but it won't be because of the Eero. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They make all this stuff so easy. Our homes, you see, they're coming online. Everything in your house now is, is growing, growing, uh, it's internet wings. It has. You've got your uh, your famous lights that you guys do over there. The the bulbs, the bulbs. Now there's door locks. There's cameras. You got. Santa uh, gives you gives you wings. It gives you like Red Bull. Like Hero. let's say you, like like Red Bull. Let's say you you die. You have an NDE, and then then you meet a lady in a hut, and and she gives you a wing. Cartoon. And you got to eat a bird. Cartoon. Hero is the cartoon. Ca- cartoon. <laughs> A nice poll. Yeah. Wow, you are good. I like the I show. I, would, I thought I'd have you buffaloed on that one. I Mm-mm. thought I'd have you Mark Ruffaloed. Mm-mm. It's a huh. good show. But the problem is we all rely on, on Wi-Fi to get these oh, devices. Too much, Dan. Too much we rely on Wi-Fi. What if, now, what if you just couldn't get electric in one part of your house? Wouldn't that seem weird? You would think there was a problem with the underlying technology. You file a bug. You, you write an open letter. Alas. Well, that's the way it is with Wi-Fi. There's parts of your house where you can't get a connection or where the connection is super slow. And now that we have all these intelligent little devices, Internet of Things, or even just you want to, uh, you want to go and pick out what you're going to wear in the morning mm. and there's no signal in your closet. Why? That's weird. Mm. It should be a signal in your closet. I want a signal in my closet. <laughs> so uh, Eero comes in and they fix all this. They have a single device. It is this little, little elegant, tiny little box. It's about the size of your Apple TV. And they have a super simple, easy-to-use app. And then you configure this device in your home all with, with the app. And then, so your home may be a little bit bigger. So maybe you need three Eros. Maybe your house is a little smaller. Maybe you need two. Maybe you just need one. Maybe you need 10. Maybe you're, you have a, you know, like a John Roderick size plantation house that's just immense. And mm-hmm. you've got, you need, you, so it's this mesh, it's this thing called a mesh. And these Eros connect with each other and blankets your entire house with really good coverage. This is people have come to me on the street and they've said, Dan, I don't need the Eero. And I'll tell you why. I got one of those Wi Fi extenders. And and I this is not the Ugh. same. This is not the why same. Why would I thing. want running water when I have a perfectly good stream? That's right. These you know, things are, my daddy used a crick. Give me a, a crick. 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 This blankets your house. It it it, it swaddles it in and right. meshed Wi-Fi. It's all it's all everywhere. You just don't get. I can't guarantee this, but you just don't get places in your house where the internet doesn't show up. That's right. It I, really really works. It really does work. I love these things. You get and everything is fast. And you said, I thought my internet was slow. It turns out no, it's just your Wi-Fi and your coverage. Because the further that you get away from that central base point, the worse that your coverage is, and the slower that your speeds are. And uh, again, Eero makes us all just go away. It's got all the WPA2 encryption, so it's like secure in your house. And they've got great customer support. You call and you get you get to talk to somebody, an expert, in like 30 seconds or less. It's really nice. They have come out with 
regular updates. I think they here in my notes, I'm looking, it says that they've come out with more than 12 updates since since launch. And the way that this works is these things go right into the device. And you don't have to like schedule the installer. That They do it for you. So they've got a new parental control feature uh, too. It lets you create profiles for family members so you can manage that internet is, access. That is so useful. You can see how your bandwidth is doing. Everything. It's it in swarms. It enmeshes the entire, the entire house, in glorious Wi-Fi. It's a great thing. It's so easy. You just hook them up, and they find each other. It's hard to even explain, but the whole thing, having these things set up, and I recommend the three pack because that's how I roll. But you just, you just, you just plug it in, and it just goes. I feel like most people should start with the the three pack. They have a little thing on the website. It's at e e r o eero is how you spell this. Eero. What happens if you buy ten? You need to return one. That's fine. That's no problem. Are you even kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. One euro per roughly every thousand square feet. So most houses in the U.S. here uh, are going to be between two and three. A three, like you say, the three is a good uh, a good starting point. We have a three, mm-hmm. and uh, so this is what you do. Uh, th- this is the this is the original whole home Wi-Fi system, and they just had their first birthday, and they have permanently lowered their prices. It is now three ninety nine for a three pack. That's a hundred bucks off and two ninety nine. Are you kidding? That's for a two great. Pack, fifty bucks off. That's such a good deal. And they don't even care. They're like, you know what? Send the people to to Eero E E R O. Send the people to Eero dot com or just buy it on Amazon. They don't care. They just want you to go and get get these things. And they're great. I've got them and uh, and they work. They work uh, a charm. So mm-hmm. go to Eero E E R O Eero dot com or Amazon dot com or you know what. Go to Best Buy too. Buy it in the store. You want to go buy it in the store? Go buy it in the You're store. You're telling me they're vendor agnostic. Agno- agnosticism. Dan, if they want to go in and get the perma low price, do they need to have any kind of an offer code? Do they need to go to the Best Buy? Are they going to need to say to somebody, "This is my very special offer code"? They don't. You don't need to even do that. Don't have to do anything. They don't even mm. want to know where it comes from. They just want to sell more of these things, and they'll, we'll they'll, we'll get all the credit for it. Mm. I know. It's like Cash Hamburg used to say. I don't care about making money. I just love to sell carpets. Or what the, really uh, the, the, the seven-year-old said to me uh, when uh, I was in line waiting for, uh, for my turn to play Miss Pac-Man at the Winn-Dixie. Mm-hmm. And I was 11 at the time. And he said, I don't care how old you are. I can kick your butt. Oh, man. Huh. I don't care how old you are. I can kick your butt. I can kick your butt. And I said, but I said you know, like I put my quarters out. So you went and looked at the fishing lures? Yeah, that was later. <laughs> I used to just stare at those things and think, you know, I can make a grappling hook out of it. They're so colorful. I was so into like, like tabby boots and throwing stars at age 11. It's insane. Oh, yeah. You have no, you have no idea how into Oh, it I, I think I do. I, I had me some uh, Black Belt uh, magazines. You know, I had some <laughs> rubber chucks. So good. I had rubber chucks. I, I had shuriken. Too. Yeah. <laughs> And they weren't sharp. You got them and they weren't sharp. Our thanks to Eero for supporting 5x5 and Back to Work with Dan Benjamin. <laughs> Melita Coffee Maker, six cup pour over brewer with glass carafe, one count, zero days preparing for shipment. Ship, ship by today. I didn't subscribe and save. I, neither, I neither subscribed nor, nor saved. Did they, <laughs> do they send out a, um, like a drone to deliver to you in San Francisco or what happens there? How do you get it? Oh, uh, yeah, I should think of a joke for this. No, um, it's usually like a person. It could be a person. If it's the same day, uh, it'll be the, it'll come up as AMZL. It's like they're a little like, um, it's not on track, 
but yeah, they've got they've got their own uh, they got their own deal for this. A lot of times it is USPS. I'm sorry to say. There's nothing wrong with uh, those wonderful folks oh, at the United States so Postal hard. Service trying their hardest to get your package out on time. Have I ever told you about my favorite USPS delivery person? Like, I've only I've got him a handful of times, but he's on the circuit. He's 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 in the neighborhood. And um, I, I is it okay to mention the name of a previous sponsor? Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, so you know I monitor my uh, deliveries app by June Cloud. Check it out. You know I see when stuff is out. And so like when Blue Apron is going to send you out your box of food, that you you know they'll say hey you know this is this is this is coming to your house. I think I th- thing is Blue Apron was usually FedEx. All I remember was this was definitely a food delivery. It was like a live a living food delivery. I, I hear the distinctive sound of a USPS truck because they do have a, uh, like a, a distinctive sound. Yeah, it's the brakes um, and the hydraulics of the whole thing. Yeah, the dieselness and the, the driving <laughs> like house to house and getting out at each one because gosh, you wouldn't want to have to walk. Right. You know, I'm sure they got their reasons. But, um, and I, I felt, I felt like a, my, my, uh, the pit of my stomach just sunk because I saw it's the guy with the purple hair. And the guy with the purple hair, mm. he, uh, he's, he's got a lot of personality. Because here's what he does for the four or five deliveries I've gotten from him over the last five or ten years. Like, so I'll see purple hair guy. I run, I tear ass down the steps because I know it's purple hair guy. Because here's what he does: tonk, 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 tonk. Big, big, heavy steps coming up the stairs. Zoom. You know, I tear, I tear open the door and I go, "Hey, how's it going?" He pauses three steps from the landing where one would normally set down a package of food. Yeah. He pauses. He looks at me. He throws the box in the air. It lands with a loud chunk. He says, "Enjoy." Why? And he walks away. Why? Every single, that's how he delivers every single package. You're gonna be kidding me. I'm not kidding you. Enjoy. I have a little soundbite that this goes. Is, this with- is not a joke. This is not. The, the, when I talk about the postal service system, at least in my area, I, I'm not. I'm not saying this as a bit. It is farcical. It is frankly hilarious what goes on with the post office it is crazy it's not just the tracking system it's not just it's not just the weird delays it's not just the like we for some reason it went from being in san francisco to going back to nevada and then it came back and you're like (laughs) this does not happen with ups this does not happen or you know the classic is just a thing just it doesn't arrive sorry dude just doesn't arrive somebody sent it like a check and stuff and you're like no no we just have i told have i told you my most recent usps story please i love usps stories okay so i had uh i had was receiving something from a friend who had sent me a package so it wasn't like i was ordering something like that nobody cares about you know that you could just get like a melita filter or something like this was a real this is a legit thing Mm -hmm. and uh and it was it was a gift it was a really nice thing and uh and this happened again so basically the same thing so this this package was on its way to me and it was supposed to be delivered on a saturday and it was a beautiful saturday it was so nice we were as a family my brother-in-law came over we were all out in front of our house and we were like spent the whole day like outdoors it was great you know like one of those beautiful days Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I realized, oh yeah, this package, this thing that this expensive insured thing that I'm supposed to be getting, it never it never showed up. I realized about seven o'clock at night, it's getting dark. I said, oh man, this thing is not gonna make it out here today. So I looked at the about seven thirty. I looked at the 
the quote-unquote UPS, USPS tracking system. <laughs> and there are not enough air quotes in the world for USPS tracking. Horrible. And it, so then it just says... Shipping info received. Oh, no, yeah, that's all it said for days. And finally, it, w- it was out for delivery that whole day. It was out for delivery. So I was excited about it. And yeah. then that night, 7.30 p.m., it just says, at post office, available for pickup. Did After, you get the note? No, there was no note. And there was nothing. We were there at the house, three adults, two children, outside of our house most of the day in the front yard. Nothing. And, uh, and so I thought, okay, that's, that's weird. So I, the next, you know, they were closed when I called. So I called the next morning, which was Sunday. I wasn't expecting anyone to be there, but I said, oh, you know what? I'll call anyway. And a lady answered. I said, oh, I said, I'm, I'm having a problem with the package. I said, it, 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 I told her what happened, told her the tracking number. And I said, uh, I said, it just says that it's at, at available for pickup. Why would it be available for pickup? Are you guys going to re-deliver it or or well what? like what would have happened if you hadn't had the presence of mind to go look it up on the internet nothing what it would you didn't get you didn't get a deli- you didn't get a delivery attempted so she i said uh she says well what what did the note say on your door i said no there was no note she's like we what do you mean there was no note i said no there was no delivery attempted at all no delivery was even attempted she's like well it wouldn't be back here if a delivery hadn't been attempted Oh yeah you're, you're the first person that's ever been told that i imagine uh-huh and i'm like no no one delivered anything and they said well i said well can i come and pick it up then now or will it be redelivered she said no we won't do anything unless you call and schedule i'm like well how was i even supposed to know right that it hadn't, how would i have known it, that there was even coming or supposed to be out if it's like a tree fell in the woods and you didn't even know that the woods existed i had to it just listen. doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense so like, I, in I, her, I, her mind that makes sense but that makes no it sense it makes no sense merlin so what i wound up doing was i said well you know i have to come and pick it up because no one's going to be here on monday well we can re-deliver it on monday if you want no no one will be here so i'll have to come out and pick it up <laughs> And she says, okay, you know, that's fine. You can come here at, eight, you know, eight in the morning. I said, okay. So then I started complaining to the USPS underscore help Twitter account and they start direct messaging me, which is nice. And they're like, what's going on? I said, here's what happened. I just want to find out at this point, I, I know I'm going to have to come out and pick it up. That's fine. I'm just curious, like, why was no delivery even attempted? That's all I want to know. Why was nothing attempted? Why did my friend who was sending this to me, who paid extra money to have it insured and delivered, you know, w- why was it not even attempted to be delivered? Why was there not even an attempt made? So uh, I go out a Monday morning and I pick it up. And of course, that whole takes an hour in there. And I'm in there right. and it's, I get there at, you know, I get there at 845. I'm not out of there till almost 930. And I finally get this thing. And then I get a message from USPS underscore help a few days later saying, it shows that your package was delivered at 920 a.m. on Monday. And I wrote the back. I'm saying, sorry, it wasn't delivered. I picked it up in this, and I signed for it in the post office. Yeah. And they're like, no, it was delivered. Oh, my God. And I said, no, it was not delivered. I picked it up in if person. If everything went the way it's supposed to in your system, it would have been delivered. But you keep insisting that things <sighs> happened in the world that empirically did not happen. <laughs> and I said, but I said, I, I'm... Uh, Keep talking to me here because I'm going to be sharing this on a podcast I do. And then they stopped, they stopped replying. 
the, the phenomenon of the uh, delivery attempted is a very funny thing. Ugh. And I mean, this is something anybody who's gotten stuff delivered over any length of time, you've probably gotten this at some point. And, you know, some people will, will experience this on maybe on iPhone delivery day, but like where there's a thing where you're like, you know, it's almost like waiting for the cable guy. Like I'm going to take the morning off or whatever. I, I'm going to be here like staring at that door. I'll be sitting on my porch all day waiting for this. I have cleared my schedule because maybe it's a signature required thing or whatever. But I, I know a lot of people, including me, at least half a dozen times where you get exactly that, where you, you're a smart enough bear to know to go like look it up somewhere, like take a, take a tracking number if you've got it. If you've got it. See, here's the thing, though. This is Heisenberg's uncertainty mail. I don't even know how much mail I don't get. There's no way to know. But then you get the thing. You get the attempt. You get delivery. I, I have to be honest. I have gotten this from UPS, too, where you get delivery attempted. And you're like, okay, well, if delivery was attempted, why didn't you leave the little sticky note? Mm -hmm. And they say, well, you know, like exactly what you described, which is like total gaslighting Kafka-esque phone call where they're like, no, the, the, if a delivery was attempted, you got that note. You're like, you, you're, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm having a stroke. I spent my entire day waiting for this thing to be delivered and nobody even tried. If there were a knock, I would have heard that. If there were a knock and I hadn't answered it, there would have been a note. Like if there had been a note, I would have been able to go to the traffic number. I'm just telling you like your system. <laughs> Here's how we got to where we are right now, folks. Right. And, like, and you feel like, like, oh, you know, it's like uh, we can't, we don't even have enough of a shared basis in reality to be able to argue about this. There's a thing I find myself saying periodically with my daughter, and I think it's kind of a dick thing to say, but if there's something where like, maybe I've been inconsistent about something, but there's something where like, you know, we need you to do this thing. We need you to clean up your Legos when you're done. Or like the house has just been cleaned. Like, so please don't start a big art project on the floor. She goes, I'll clean it up. I say, look, seriously, it's really important to the sanity of the family that the house gets to be cleaned for like an hour. Like, just please trust me. You, mom is going to hulk out if we don't have the house clean for like at least like half an hour, it's important to her mental health. She's a good human being. We've all worked really hard at this. If you're going to, I really would prefer you not do a big painting project right now. I'll clean it up. Okay. So a little delivery attempted. Uh, okay. But listen, it's really super important that when you're done with your painting project, you clean it all up. Ideally without me asking you, it'd be really great. We really need you to do that. And, and you know, she says, she says, I promise. And what I say, and I try to avoid saying this because I, like I say, it's kind of a dick thing to say, but what I'll say sometimes is, look, I don't need you to promise me. I need you to do it. The promise doesn't really matter to me. What matters is you doing it. It's more important to me that you not promise and do it than that you promise and not. And that's how I feel with this. Yes, that, no, that's, that's exactly it. I feel exactly. with this system. You know, anybody can take the reservation. It's holding the reservation that's important. Yeah, it's really it is it's really weird. It's it is really frustrating, and I, I I don't doubt for a second that that is a miserable job to work at the post office. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't want to sound unkind, but like it's it's repetitious. The expectations are high. You know, you've heard me use that phrase. We both had this kind of job that I've called being an information janitor, mm -hmm. where you have the kind of job where nobody notices you even work there till the to till the toilets back up. Mm -hmm. Nobody notices when you do your job well or you do your job neutrally. They only notice when something goes wrong, even if it's not your fault. Because you got to call the kid in now. Have the computer kid come in here. Like, this is broken. And that must be sort of what it's like to be a, you know, postal service person. But it's, it, is, it is frustrating to feel like somebody is flatly either, like, neither one of these is a happy feeling. Either this person that I'm talking to is lying to me and knows it. That's what makes it a lie. Mm -hmm. 
You know, lying is when you say something to somebody that is untrue, that you know is untrue, and you want them to believe it. That's a lie. Right. So either this person is lying or they actually believe what they're saying. And I can't decide which one is actually more terrifying. Because it's like, oh my gosh, there's so much like just important stuff that has to be taken from one place to another. And it's like, sorry, now I'm ranting. No, you're, I mean, you're absolutely right. And I think this is the kind of thing that like when you, it's, if, if they just, and that was the whole point that I had was just, if someone said, oh, you know what? The postal delivery person, they put it on the wrong truck and it went on the wrong route and it was out for delivery all day, but just on the wrong truck. We're so sorry. We're going to re-deliver it or you can come and pick it up. That, just the information, somebody knows what happened to it. Somebody. You know, somebody there was, knows. There were, not, there were not drones that caused this to happen. At some point, there was interaction by a, even if it was a person conducting a machine. Right. Like somebody had a role in this not being in the right place or being in some place. Yeah, it, uh, it, it, and that's ugh. and that's okay. And like, but just why? And you know, because like things happen. Like we were talking about with Amazon. Uh, like they, they're like, yeah, we had a, a person. They typed something wrong, and it took down half the internet for for most of a day. But like, they're not saying, you know, well, something happened. They didn't do the best status updates, but at least they said, yes, like a person typed something wrong. So what happened to my package and why I didn't go? I just want a reason. And if the well, like, reason like, is how like, I, and so I'm going to take the time to call you or get on Twitter and yell at you because I was there when they attempted it and I didn't answer the door and I, they left a note and I took it and now I'm just yelling at you because reasons. <laughs> right. Like explain that one to me. Uh, here we go. 31 January, January 31st, 2013. Probably the tweet I will be most remembered for. USPS delivery tracking appears to have exactly three states. Number one, we never heard of it. Number two, we got no idea where it is. Three, we assume you got it. <laughs> so true. Shipping info received. Phone's ringing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about something I saw on Daring Fireball. Okay. And uh, John, um, what's his name? John Gruber uh, linked to Kirk McElhern, I think is how it's pronounced. Kirk McElhern has a very interesting article that I will, I think is already in show notes. Stop autoplay videos from annoying you in your browser on Mac OS. So this is, this is especially a blight on iOS where it seems just totally unstoppable. But it drives me nuts. This used to happen at Macworld. You'd load up a Macworld page, you'd start reading an article for a second, and suddenly a video would start playing. Because even though you got Flash Block, yeah. HTML5, you know this, you could explain this better than I do, but the experience of it that we all have is that even if you have all of the shields on, you will still get these autoplay videos. Sometimes when you just do something like scroll past, this is the worst on iOS because I'll be listening to my podcast in my overcast, and then all I do is innocently open a web page. And suddenly, like an ad from Mazda starts playing. And it's like, it's just the worst. Yes. So this is like, you know what? This is not the end of the world. And it's very, it's, it's, you could live with this. But uh, Kirk has, uh, at Kirkville, he writes great articles on Mac stuff. He basically shows you on, when you're on your Mac, using either Chrome, Firefox, or Safari, how to not have autoplay HTML5 videos. Chrome, it's as easy as a plugin. Firefox, they have... Flash Stopper, which I guess is a multifaceted don't play stuff. And then you got to do some uh, terminal flag stuff. I did on Safari, but it seems to work. So I'm on Chrome mostly. Yeah. But anyway, I thought I'd share that because I'd share the sharing of that because it's something that drives me crazy. 
Yeah, I saw uh, that article too, and I went through the the steps, and uh, I love I love the little Chrome extension and how easy that is. And you know, it's a typical typical Safari. You've got to do a couple extra things, but the point of just the idea that you just go to to a page and it has that, and the same thing happens on a lot of news sites. And now oh, they've yeah. added something where not only does it autoplay, but if you scroll down away to try and escape the video, the video will shrink down and like a. Uh, picture in picture style thing. Oh right! Oh god! And then it will float up to the top right hand corner of your browser. So no, no, no! You thought you were going to scroll away from that video. <laughs> oh no! You're not scrolling away from this I video. Don't, I don't understand like who that's <laughs> ponderous, for. man. It's ponderous. I'm trying to find this screen grab <laughs> I took today. Um, God, I'll email you these, or I'll, I'll text you these. I um. I wasn't looking. I was looking at Salon of all things, and I'm not a subscriber to Salon. I don't know if you don't get ads when you're a subscriber. Like, like I'm not seeing ads on New York Times and Washington Post because I've you know recently become a subscriber. But this is when I scrolled down a little bit on a page, Dan. This, oh come on, oh never mind. It's not worth sending to you, and it's audio, so who cares? But basically, you scroll down, and you know it used to be Taboola. Now it's uh, what's it called? Out Outboard Outlinks. You know, one of those like, uh, you know, 35 ways to make money with your psoriasis and like a picture of a foot and stuff like that. <laughs> right, those, yeah. those horrible clickbait, you know. <laughs> yes. That's like uh, 36 80s celebrities who have ass tattoos. And you're like, <laughs> oh, man, this is like this is the best you got salon. Like, is it really that bad? Like, do you see this? Do you feel good about that being on your site? And but the funny part was I scrolled down. I won't send this to you, but I scrolled down and at one point the entire, there was this, this convergence where the, uh, the, the tabula style ads on top and the tabula style ads below started like overflowing each other. There was this iris effect. (laughs) It's like the entire screen was like psoriasis and ass tattoos. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. It's so gross. And I think there's a formula. I've heard people joke about this, but like there's a formula for those things and how they decide to display them. It's like sexy lady with big boobs, something about your health, you know, crusty feet. Like there's always like this, this, something gross, something pretty, something scary. Do those things work? I mean, they must. They must. They must. I mean, yeah. Anyway, too big a topic to get into here. But so anyway, uh, you can go to show notes for this episode and you'll find a link to Kirkville.com. Must credit Kirk. Kirkville.com, and you'll see his stop autoplay videos from annoying you in your browser. Pretty, pretty good. Dan, uh, would you like to tell me about uh, one more thing that you like? I would like to tell you about a little company out of New York City. They're called yep. Squarespace. Squarespace! <laughs> see, I can't even say it like that. <laughs> make, I love Squarespace. Make your next move, Merlin. Make your next website. Do it all with Squarespace. They've got a wonderful, they are, they have become, they have grown into a, uh, don't becoming a domain name registration company as well. I mean, you could always get a domain through them, but now if you just want to go and register a domain, you can do that at Squarespace too. These wonderful, unique domains, connect them with your beautiful website. They've got award-winning designer templates and it really is. We talk about it and almost every week here. Uh, but I, I just I just love this. And what's brilliant about this, a lot of people will say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do it yourself. Or I say, great, go do it yourself and uh, go install some patches and upgrade your server and worry about uh, zero day exploits and all this stuff. Or you know what, just go to Squarespace and let them worry about all of that because they're on top of it. And they make it incredibly easy to make a beautiful website, whether you're selling. So just a, fr- a friend of mine uh, is uh, just doing his new site. He's going to be, he sells, he sells stuff. 
And he was telling me, he's like, oh man, you know, I'm excited about getting this website. And I, I did the thing. I'm like, oh, you know what? You should really, you should really look into Squarespace. It's going to save you some time. He's like, we're using Squarespace. We're already doing it with Squarespace. I said, did you use our code? He's like, no. So <laughs> it's, you know, I mean, it, you win one, you, you, you lose, you lo- win some, you lose some, but. God, we're so on message all the time. Man. We're trying to make it, we're trying to make it easy for people. We try to. Try to share the wisdom with people, and this is this is how they thank us. The code to use is "It's your show." One word. Repeat on your, your rug. <laughs> it was a it was a valued rug. I really tied together. <laughs> it's your show. You'll get ten percent off your first purchase, or your friend's first purchase if they use it, or your your you know your grandparents. They want a site. Give them the code. It's your show. Go to squarespace.com. And uh, you'll get ten percent off that first purchase. Try it out. Try it. I out. agree. Go to go tell Pima and Pima about it. Tell them because they could probably use a website. Somebody you know needs Squarespace. You need to get them connected up. It's so it's so easy to use and it's so fun. You know, Dan. I mean, I make the same crack all the time, but like you know, I feel like I don't make my own ketchup. Like I probably could. I think it's what you got tomatoes, you got vinegar, you probably sugar. Mm-hmm. Like. Here's the thing. Make if you own. care, if you care a lot, if you care a lot about ketchup and you're good at it and you have the time, by all means, make your own ketchup. If you are somebody who is an artisanal ketchup vendor, if you make small batch artisanal bespoke ketchup, then that's that's a that's the good thing to do. But for most of us, having a jar of the uh, ketchup you get in the store works perfectly fine. And here's the thing. If you're an if you are an artisanal, small batch, bespoke ketchup manufacturer, you know, do you really want to go out and like uh, make your own website from source? Wouldn't you rather go, if you're going to put your bespoke ketchup up on the internet, go to squarespace.com. Dan, what's the offer code at Squarespace? What do they, they do It's It's your show. It's your show. 10% off your first purchase. It is and it isn't. I do and I don't. Mm-hmm. So what? <laughs> Squarespace. Squarespace.com. And then what's the what's the little button? What's the tag? What is it? It's a make uh, do make your, your uh, make your next move. Make your next move. Make your next website. Wait, really botched that one, didn't we? Sorry, that sounds hey, great. Hey, Pete, all over your rug. That was a valued. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna watch that. I Lennon. Mm-hmm. Um, Theodore Herzl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's been a while. Yes. It's been a while. It's about time. Did we never did did we do that for the movie show? I think we did so. no, we did Glengarry, right? Mm. We did Glengarry Glen Ross, right? I thought we did oh, now I gotta look at that. Thought we did Lebowski. Mm. Now we hmm. did Lebowski on um April fourteenth, uh twenty fifteen. Oh, it wasn't that long ago. No. My daughter um, is uh, enjoying sketch comedy, and I'll sometimes show her some Saturday Night Live things. You know, frequently watch the Donald Trump bits, and, and she's like, "Oh, that guy really looks like Donald Trump." And I was like, "Well, I'll tell you something. He's a very handsome man, but he used to be really super handsome." I showed her a picture, you know, with him in front of the ABC, you know, uh, blackboard. Yes, she agreed. He's very handsome. Yeah, he's very, very handsome. Not man. not as handsome as Draco Malfoy or or Cisco on the Flash, but you know, still pretty handsome. Yeah, the um. Malfoy dad, that's the guy in the way. Ah, that's Hap. That's Hap. Isn't that crazy? I was watching it last night. I was watching the last episode. Again? How many times have you seen it? Well, I, I cram. I'm a crammer. Was the you first know, time you saw it last night? 
No, 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 no. I watched them all several. I've seen them all on my own and some twice with my with my lady friend. And then I'm cramming. So last night uh, I watched over the last two nights. Well, day and night doesn't really matter. doesn't matter. I watched uh, <laughs> a bunch of one, some of five, the wonderful ending of five. And then I watched all of eight, the last one to prepare. Plus, I watched Sound of My Voice, which is really wackadoo. Um. But I'm sitting there and I'm watching that last episode. You know, I don't like to be political, Dan. But I was sitting there and I was like, there's the thing where there's, it involves Hap, the captor, uh-huh. the Hapter, and it involves the cop, you know? Yep. And the denizens of the terrarium, like, are asked to do something and they do it just out of the goodness of their heart because mm-hmm. they think it's the right thing to do. Yep. And I sat there and I was like, oh my God, Hap is Trump. The cop is Paul Ryan. And all of us are the people in the terrarium jail. Oh, Wow. We're just trying to do the right thing. Do you think that was intentional? I don't think that was intentional. No. It came out in December. Might have been some retcons. <sighs> was it dog penis bone claws? Yes. Big Jesus trash can. Well, it's been a big week. Mm-hmm. Uh, delivery was attempted. We had uh, some feedback uh, from a listener, listener Jackson. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot to say about this, but I thought I'd toss it out. First yeah. of all, we had put on a show for Jackson. That doesn't mean you guys should email. No, they don't get a show. No. Uh, I think we is, uh, should CC him in all of our communication. Oh, like when we're on. talking to you, like a potential like, guest for the show. Yeah. Oh, oh, we didn't mention. Yes, yes. We got, chided, we got chided by a listener. We got a compliment sandwich from a listener. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yes. We got a very, very nice. You got to, you know, you got to watch out for the two part emails. That's yes. the ones that'll get you. Part one. You know, nice, nice guy, nice guy. Yeah. And he was letting us know that he enjoys the program. But boy, is he ever disappointed in us. Ugh. We're Why horrible people. We are horrible, horrible people. It, you know what it does? It makes him cringe <laughs> when we're hard on these salespeople, these poor, beleaguered salespeople who pretend to have any interest in what we do for, for a living and for our listeners. Yes. It's terrible what we, what we do to them. We shouldn't but do it. He's the, I think, third, and I, I you know, I'm, this is, this is the Merlin man character on back to work, but I do appreciate what that listener is saying. I know sales is a tough racket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that the line? Yeah. yeah, yeah it's a tough racket. It's a tough racket. <laughs> I know it's a tough racket. Actually, we talked about this on Roderick yesterday. You know, my mom was in real estate and retail sales for, you know, most of her, especially later adult life. So, you know, I'm sympathetic to that. Uh, I don't feel the need to defend what we do here because I think those people would have a lot to gain by realizing how ineffective what they're doing is and making fun of them is hilarious. What I did learn about from this listener though is a book. I'm not promoting this book, but I'm saying there's a book that exists. Dan, have you heard this before? I feel like this is at least the second and probably the third person who said, Hey, you know, all that bull, you know, all that nonsense you get from people wanting to be on your show. It's because they probably read this one book yeah. and it's not by Ty Lambeau. Have you heard this before? Because I've heard this before. No, tell me. Tell me. Okay, there's a book. Here's what the book is called. Predictable Revenue, colon. Turn your business into a sales machine with the $100 million best practices of Salesforce.com. Okay. Now, I don't know how it is that two or three different people have all put their finger on this, but there must be something. Oh, God, look at the drawing on the cover. Oh, my God, they totally, do they even realize that's a South Park joke? Tell me the, the name of this again. Predictable revenue, colon. Turn your business into a sales machine with the $100 million best practices okay, of sales. I see it. Look at the cover. 
What's it called? What's the joke from South Park? I've never, uh, you're going to laugh. I've never seen a single episode of South Park. Oh, well, there's this, there's this joke that became a meme. I think it's, is it the underwear, uh, underwear trolls or the un, undergnome goblins? But they have this big, <laughs> they have this big uh, thing on the blackboard with three steps. Step one, steal underpants. Step two, question mark. Step three, profit. Really? Cover this book. And that's the cover. Oh my God. Underpants gnomes? 299 reviews, four and a half stars, $10.77 in paperback on Prime. Uh, Discover the outbound sales process that, in just a few years, helped add $100 million in recurring revenue to Salesforce.com, almost doubling doubling their enterprise growth with zero cold calls. So I'm not sure what this has to do with trying to be on our podcast. But this this has that slightly poopy kind of SEO smell. Grow revenue by 300% or more and make it predictable. Hence, hence the title, Predictable Revenue. Mm. So I don't know how they get our name and our number, but anyway, I'm sorry if we put people off sometimes. It's, it's super frustrating. If, you know, if you're not bothered by randos emailing you pretending to be interested in what you do, you might not be wired right. Right. Because that's not, that's not cool. So with respect to the listener, uh, thank you for the note. I'm glad you enjoyed the show. And I'm sorry that we put you off with that. People who are doing that for a living need to decide if that's who they want to be. Mm-hmm. And if that's who they want to be, they need to not be bothered one iota by how I feel. They need to feel great about it. What they're not allowed to do in my estimation is feel butthurt that I'm making fun of them on this show because what they're doing is scurrilous and gross. Mm. Prof. Uh, we got email from a uh, listener, Jackson. We put on a little show for him this morning. He said, uh, you guys seem to have no, this is a nice note. You guys uh, seem to have no shortage of topics lately. Um, if you run out in the future, I enjoy hearing some discussion about discipline or lack thereof to stick to a self-imposed system or schedule. I think this is a really good topic. Uh, and I think you said as much when we started doing our bit. He says, for me, my day starts okay, but any plans I have go out the window as other people's things come up. I also have an issue getting myself to spend my free time, quote unquote, um, uh, furthering my professional development instead of watching TV, video games, podcasts, et cetera, which I think might fall under the discipline umbrella. Very popular German movie. Thus, discipline umbrella. Um, so, listener Jackson, thank you for the note. Thank you for the topic. And you seem like you thought this might be a good idea, too. I, I think think, a lot of people, a lot of people feel bad about. Like, yeah. Externally, internally. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm interrupting no, you. No, no, not at all. I just, I think that, um, you know, his... The way that he put it was actually, I thought, pretty interesting too. The way that he kind of, the way they kind he, of, he frames it as this like it, yeah. feeling like personal failure. Yeah. Instead of seeing it as like a condition of the world that everybody struggles with, you you look at yourself and you think like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm the I'm the idiot here. I'm the one who's weak. Mm-hmm. I should be able to like do what I need to do, say no to people, and be able to firewall the time that I'm not at work to do exactly what I you know, theoretically want to do there. So it becomes like a double failure of discipline, right? Yes. You know what I mean? Like in the sense that like you feel like a little bit of a failure at work, like you're not keeping your, your walls and fences mended. And then when you go home, you feel like it's, it's an incursion. Like it's just, everything's just sliding or, you know, sliding around on the floor. It's like a bunch of marbles and you know, your life is just a room full of marbles and that's, that's no way to live. 
I also he's I, a, I also have an issue with the part where he says I also have an issue getting myself to spend my free time in evenings further furthering my professional development instead of watching TV movie and you see he feels bad he feels bad about that yes like he's at home and he says you know what I had a long day and you know what I don't really feel like picking up like a trade journal now or researching like, how to. Like- Learning Ruby, like right. that's not what I want to do. I want to watch the OA. Right, and you know what? He, I will tell you this. I'll be. I, I, I'm sure I'm not the first person to tell Jackson this that he is a horrible person mm-hmm. for wanting to spend some time just watching TV or reading a book. You know, he what a terrible. Has he, Dan, has terrible he just never heard here. of side hustle? Does he not know about side hustle? <laughs> if if you're telling me he's wasting that 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. time in bed or something, like it's what a though. jerk! Yuck. Uh, I feel you, Jackson, as the millenniums say, I think this is a pretty common thing. And I think, um, I mean, it's going to obviously like anything, it's going to be different from person to person. But my, my first note would be, well, good for you for noticing this. Good for you for noticing that this feeling is something that you don't like. One thing I would suggest is possibly thinking about the way that you're diagnosing us, uh, diagnosing this problem. Uh, cause one thing is that, you know, this is your job. And you've got to do what your job is. Things are going to come along from other people that are not your thing. Uh, actually, this is, I think, one of the cornerstones of what makes getting things done such a useful system is instead of saying, like, how do I not have interruptions? It says, well, how do I compensate for the fact that I'm going to constantly be interrupted? Um, that's one of the things I think makes that such a realistic program because that's what most people face all the time. So, you know, I don't know if it's exactly a lack of discipline. It might be a problem of scope. And it might be a problem of emotions because I'm always with the emotions. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like this, this, the, the, the emotional problem, perhaps obviously, is it's not going to help if you beat yourself up about this unless that's working for you, which it sounds like it hasn't. You don't want to be too hard on yourself about this. You've got to be realistic. And that's where the scope part comes in. And this is not a panacea. It ain't going to fix everything. But like one thing is it, I think it does really help to try and have like Figure out what you really can do. So if you've got the stuff that you feel like you really need to do for your job without regard to other people, like, and you might have a list of those things, um, I would really try and identify one to one to three, one to three, one to three things per day that you want to think of as your 10 poll projects to get done that day or tasks. And, you know, remembering, of course, that sometimes the most important and urgent task could actually take not that much time. You've probably already thought of this, but like I would just bring down the scope a little bit. So like, you know, you can follow what I'm saying. Like I used to do a thing where when I was done working, like back in the blogging days, I would write uh, the first task that I had to do the next day, I would write on an index card. It would be sitting on my chair so that when I arrived, you know, that was the first thing I saw. That's the thing that needs to get done today because you can't get five things done until you've got one thing done. Mm hmm. You can't get five things done until you get two things done. If you get three things done in a day, you are actually further ahead than a lot of people. That's that's a dirty little secret of work is that there is all kinds of stuff that comes up. To like if somebody over your pay grade really wants something done or somebody, you know, you've got stuff to do. But, you know, the emotional part, I think, can be can be really important. But the emotional part will become easier to adjust if you're rational about looking about looking at, you know, where the problem is coming from. As far as the evening stuff, that's complicated. You know what I mean? Because like it is a good opportunity to try and get better at what you're doing, but you've also you got to have breaks. You've got you've got to have guilt free time away from what you're doing. Um, you've got to recharge a little bit, don't you think? 
Yeah, you definitely need to. I mean, there is something that about that that they say, and you know, taking a vacation, <clears throat> excuse me, taking a vacation is important, getting getting away from something, but sometimes it's even just that break in the day of like I just feel like just relaxing and maybe that's reading, maybe it's watching TV, maybe it's listening to music, maybe it's going on a walk, whatever the thing is that you do, you need to have that every single day, really. And we have this notion, and part of it, I think, is because of that startup culture mentality, you know, that, like, you need to push yourself, you need to work hard, you need to do this, that, and the other thing. And it, you, mm-hmm. you, 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 generally speaking, yeah, like, you really don't, you really shouldn't do that. If you look at the way human beings uh, have spent most of our history, we had lots of downtime. That doesn't mean we didn't work hard when we worked hard. But like when it got dark at night, things were pretty much shut down, you know? Right. And and from whenever the sun set until you went to sleep, you had some candles going, maybe you sat by a fire, but really you were you were maybe reading something or you were playing some music, uh, even if it was you playing the instrument, or you were talking to your friends, or you were just looking around. And we... Because you, you didn't have a wire. I mean, you didn't have the same electricity, let alone right. connectivity. So you could not be working on the Nakamichi deal at, you know, one in the morning. <laughs> That's the Nakamichi deal. And, you know, but I think I think there's something to be said for that of just having a time to unplug. And who, who to be honest, I'm, I'm not, I'm not uh, like, uh, innocent of this, like... Are you telling me that uh, that I'm supposed to like not look at any of these really cool devices or read any of this cool stuff or watch any of these amazing TV shows or movies or 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 put a light on? You know, like no, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I live in 2017. I'm going to do this stuff, but you shouldn't have any guilt about the way that you choose to spend that time. And there's nothing wrong with you as a as a fundamentally wrong with you as a human being because you don't want to do the 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 Fibonacci papers or whatever you called it, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like there's nothing bad about that. Like, but we're made to feel guilty. We're made to feel bad. One thing I, I would not necessarily encourage uh, listener Jackson to do this forever, unless it ends up helping a lot in perpetuity. But uh, I have found as somebody who's been a longtime fan of OmniFocus, uh, one thing that can be useful. How can I put this? So on the one hand, it's good to have project and task management. So like, you know what projects, what kind of goals and outcomes need to happen. And you know the tasks, you know what kinds of like verbs you need to accomplish in your life. That's all really useful. What does not get included in that particular type of planning, because it's not really essential, unless you're doing time tracking, like if you're doing law or anywhere where you have to track your time, like down to the minute or 15 minutes, um, consider something that helps you track your time better. So that could be a combination of things like rescue time. It could be like using that alongside something or like what's the one on, um, there's an iOS one. Uh, everybody's going to be yelling at me. Alex Cox just talked about this director, trucker or something. But this is various apps you can use to track time. Heck, you can use, I think you can use FreshBooks for this. <clears throat> My only point being that like, are you sure you have a pretty a good sense of how your day is actually going? Because back when I, I was doing legal support work, we had to track everything down to like seven and a half minutes. So like I had to be able to say like, this is this case, this is what I was working on. Right. So I'm like I say, don't feel like you have to do this forever, but you might want to get a better impression of how you're really spending your time right now. Like where are, are if you're working on stuff that comes up for you, stuff that comes up for other people, it would be nice to eventually get to where you could do that. We could track that for a week or I would say even maybe for a month and then go look at a pie chart of where that where all that time went. Do you know what I'm saying? 
but like something to give you a better impression. Cause it sounds like you might mostly have a nagging impression that a, you're not doing the stuff that you want to be doing because B other stuff has come along. Well, okay. So does that mean that your job should be defined differently or does that mean you should be conducting your job differently? Maybe there's a huge opportunity in doing more of that stuff. That's not the thing you're supposed to do. Right. But if you're not doing the thing you feel like you're supposed to do because this other stuff comes up, well, something's out of balance. Your impression of that is wrong. The reality of that is wrong. The expectations are wrong. Something is not aligned. And I always feel like when something's not aligned, I end up discovering I get the best results by first making sure I'm seeing clearly. So I would say try some time tracking for a while. And um, it's funny. There was a song in my old band in Bacon Ray. I wrote a song um, called Sundays in a Row. And I, I, I used to have this weird habit. I've always been kind of a nerd for productivity stuff. And I would buy old books on like, you know, like at a used bookstore, find old books on productivity and systems and engineering diagrams. And I think this book was called Your Health and Your Earning Potential. I think that's what it was called. Really? But it was full of like old timey, like 40s advice on like how to be successful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I forgive me because somebody could probably look this up. But uh, there was a line in there that basically says, you know, with all that said, you know, you've also got to learn to take breaks. If you don't take the uh, if you don't take Sunday off or even the occasional Sunday off, you'll find that you'll be taking all of your Sundays in a row, by which they mean like you're going <laughs> to you're going to be in a hospital. You're going to be in an asylum. Like if you don't take your Sundays every week, you will take them in a row. And that's that's oh, the thing about like this that. is if you don't make yourself or cause yourself to take breaks and then not feel bad about it. And this this I'm telling you, this takes training. This is hard. But that is so important for your career, for your health and your earning potential. It is important to get away and to restart, you know, just like being young and thinking you can do without sleep. Oh, my God, what a great way to become psychotic really fast. You think you're going to get more done by staying up for three nights. And that's just not how it works. There's no longevity in that. And you're ultimately, you're not building the right kind of muscles mm. uh, to be able to deal with change in the future. You know, you've, there's going to be stuff that comes along that's a real pain in the ass. And the more times you deal with that in a way that's not dire, the less horrible it will be when it's visited upon you about something important. Boom. Yeah. Hey, Boom. we made it to the end all we the way did. through. All the way. How about that? Look at us. High five up here. Dog penis bone cause. Oh, and I had a soundbite I wanted to play for you. Play it for me. Same day delivery. <laughs> what is that from? Okay, so back in Florida, we used to have, uh, we used to have this um, Appliance Direct in Central Florida. Oh, you ever heard of Appliance Direct? And they, but it's one of those. It, it's like they had like warehouses full of just appliances, and it was all the major brands, Merlin, but not not the prices of. Was it like a rent to own type situation? You could rent to own. You could just go and and buy. You could bring your own old stuff and trade it. You could get everything. And and they had this one woman. And that was like her thing. She would shout at you. That she was shouting the whole time. And at the end of every everything she would say, same day delivery, just like that. <laughs> and before, when you were talking about Amazon same day delivery, is all I could think about, and I had to dig it up. We uh, actually we talked about this recently on Reconcilable Differences. You get these memories tattooed on your head. You know, I'm the sole survivor. You get these certain phrases. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh my god, I wish I could just. I wish I could just scalpel this out of my brain. But one of mine, when I was a kid, some similar thing back in Cincinnati, um, cash Ambergy, cash with a K, cash Ambergy. I don't care about making money. I just love to sell carpets. So follow the signs, follow the cars to cash this big bargain barn in South Lebanon, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And you can't, you can't unsee no, it. No, it'll never go away. It'll I don't never care go about away. making money. I just love to sell carpets. 
<laughs> what a terrific line. Oh my goodness. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Sundays in a row. Same All right. Delivery. All right, let's button this up. I love you. I love you too, Mother Man. <laughs>
Extravaganza's way. 